Gordon Moore was the CEO of Intel and he wrote a paper in 1965 which described what was called Moore's Law. And this specified that the number of transistors in an integrated circuit doubled every year at the time. This continued for the first decade and then after that he revised it to say that it would double every two years. So what does this mean? It effectively meant that the speed, the power, the capabilities of computers would increase, would double every 18 months or so, which has come to be the commonly accepted time frame. So Moore's prediction basically is describing this concept of exponential growth or exponential technology. And it's interesting because the advancements in a lot of different digital electronics are really strongly linked to Moore's law. So it's not just the number of transistors in a integrated circuit, but also things like the memory capacity uh, sensors, the, even the number of pixels in digital cameras. And this is why we see such a rapid rate of growth in a lot of these uh, technology sectors and technology areas. So innovation is this concept of creating change and disrupting the flow of what is normal, the, the flow of everyday events. And often the most difficult part of this concept of innovation could be the fact that we don't know what we don't know. So we might be looking to create change in how we relate with one another. We might be looking to create change or innovate with the number of dinners that we are able to cook at home, or it might be something to do with an exponential technology as we've mentioned here. But the problem is a lot of the times when we go to create change, we don't know where to start. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know what's possible. So we need innovators. We need forward thinkers. We need people to be able to question the status quo, question how we're acting, moving and living and look at emerging technologies and particularly these exponential technologies and possibly see ways that we could implement this stuff into our business and into the work that we're doing. And this is really cool in this concept of uh, technological and social change because when we apply exponential technologies or things that are growing at such a rapid rate and have the potential for such a massive impact to social change or to uh, environmental change, whatever it may be, we can see uh, a huge potential upside so today I have a great podcast and a great conversation with Jamie Sai, who works with Singularity U and we met in Newcastle and Jamie's heavily involved in this innovation space and we talk a lot about this. We talk about uh, these exponential technologies, some of the really cool stuff that she's seeing come up and we also dive into where to start. So a little bit closer to home if you are running a business or you're doing some projects and you're looking to shift, you're looking to create some change. And this is, you know, a lot of what we talk about in the Access Potential Academy is creating this posture of innovation or posture of design thinking and looking for change, um, not just because it's effective, but also because it's fun and because it can keep us in business and it can keep our customers or our clients happy. And so we dive into all of this stuff and it's really great one. She outlines some great resources that you can check out at the end of the episode as well. 
Uh, a lot of them are linked to Singularity U, which is a great platform that she shares some insights on as well. Hope you enjoy. This is John Marsh, and you're listening to the Access Potential podcast. Today, I've got uh, Jamie on the podcast, and we're going to talk all about innovation. So I'm really excited because Jamie's working with Singularity U, and they're doing some really incredible stuff. And I want to find out more about this. I'm really passionate about innovation in small business, um, but then also self-reinvention, innovation as a human, and the broader context, and, and also where Singularity U is taking this as well. So Jamie, welcome. Uh, to the show, I suppose. How's everything going over there in the Philippines at the moment? Thank you, John. Um, yeah, so grateful to be on here with you on your podcast. And um, yeah, as you said, I'm in the Philippines at the moment and it's been amazing being with family and some friends again and reconnected with some of the Singularity U um, Manila chapter here, actually. And yeah, connected with some of the people in innovation in the Philippines. Um, Looking forward to learning more about that as well. So this was where the early part of your upbringing or kind of your backstory started was in the Philippines as well? Yeah, so I grew up in the Philippines. So um, until the age of 16, then I moved to Australia. Um, Grew up in sort of lower middle class um, in the Philippines and got to see a lot of poverty, but on the flip side, a lot of happiness as well. Um, one of the favorite things that someone said to me when I moved to Australia was um, when they visited the Philippines, they met some of the poorest people, but some of the happiest people. Mm. Yeah. It's always amazing when you find that and, you know, not too uncommon as well. I feel sometimes. So uh, you're based in Newcastle. Uh, This is where we connected the first time. Tell us a little bit about, what you're doing, you know, where you're working, what it is you moved from the Philippines over to Australia, now in Newcastle. Um, what is it that you do, uh, I guess, for the work, um, your passions, kind of, you know, a bit of context for everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so moved to Australia mainly to find bigger opportunities. Um, studied year 11 and 12, went to university at University of Newcastle and Basically, that's kind of where my journey started was through a mentoring program that I signed up for. Um, The University of Newcastle had this program called the Lucy Mentoring Program, which paired young women in business and law courses and um, paired them with other women in the industry. Um, So I really wanted to get paired with someone that was in innovation, technology, business, and I got paired up with my wonderful boss, Lisa Andrews, who is one of the co-CEOs of Singularity U Australia. And yeah, the rest is history, as they say. And in terms of my role in Singularity U now, um, so I'm in marketing and operations in Singularity U Australia. So basically making sure all the systems are working together smoothly and like incorporating, nurturing the communities that we cater to as well in that process. 
So super interesting, just you mentioned there, you were really hoping to get paired up with somebody who was already in this space. Was this concept of innovation something that you were already intrigued by uh, at that age? Like you were already coming in looking to get involved in this space? Yeah, um, because I was so passionate about like the latest in technology, I was wanting to be paired with someone that was sitting really close in that space. Okay, well then tell me like, you know, you mentioned technology and innovation. What is it when we hear this word, you know, I've talked a lot about it to people at times and it, it comes up depending kind of what circles we're in this concept of innovation and even in, um, it's quite interesting, even in the, uh, in, in the culture space, this concept of reinvention and, you know, creating change and keeping everything interesting as well, whether it's personal relationships or whatever it may be. And so I kind of have this feeling where we've got this word that can have quite a broad um, application or meaning depending on, how you want to use it and how you want to apply it, this concept of change or conscious change, whatever it might be. What does innovation, I suppose, mean to you personally? Uh, and perhaps, you know, from there we'll move into the singularity you, but what does it mean to you? You know, what is this concept really, what are we talking about here? So for me, innovation is about changing behaviors and changing mindsets and where I'm at and where my interests lied and still lie is within technology and how we can use technology to change behaviors in a positive way. So is this, is this pretty much in line with, would you say that this is the focus of the work with Singularity U as well? Absolutely. Um, so for the listeners that don't know much about Singularity U, so Singularity U started about 11 years ago in California and Basically, the founders had a vision of having this space where leaders, entrepreneurs, technologists, scientists, anyone that was passionate about creating positive change and using technology to do that, that was the place to go to. Um, So their mission is to empower, educate and inspire leaders to use exponential technologies to solve humanity's grand challenges. Let's break that down a little bit. So... Tell us, I guess, there's a couple of things in there I'd like to dive into, but I guess the first one that jumps out is um, exponential technologies. So Mm -hmm. is this kind of the central focus of the work that you guys are doing? And what does that mean? So exponential technologies are the technologies that are growing exponentially. So Moore's Law is when... Silicon chips used to double in size and double in capacity and capability and performance. And now that's just accelerate the growth in that is accelerating. So exponential technology, that's like doubling in every 18 months. Moore's law, we've had that since the beginning, right? With these chips. So basically what you're saying is that's one. So we have, would that be one area? And then we've got, is this happening across, this is happening across a lot of different platforms or a lot of different tech? areas yeah so that was that was the start of it and now we're seeing a convergence of different technologies and my favorite part is the convergence between humanity as well what's a 
what's an example? Like, how could I, how could I bring that? You know, I can think of a few places maybe, but what's something that would be an exponential technology that maybe I'm using or not aware that I'm using or something that's kind of, we can relate to. Is there anything that you kind of talk to people about or examples? Um, so one good one is VR or AR or virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, it's a lot of people, like pretty much anyone that has a smartphone can have access to it right now. And one of my favorite applications of VR is for rehab. Um, I know there's a guy in Newcastle, Rowan, who mm. runs this beautiful space and helps people with um, rehabilitation using VR and linking that to the neural pathways that help people recover. And um, another good example is using, there's this company that's based down in Sydney called Bindi Maps. And so they're using beacons, smartphones, um, and voice commands to help the visually impaired navigate through indoor spaces without needing other human interaction. So it just adds another layer on top of their guide dog. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, awesome. We, we, uh, we went and checked out the, um, some of the VR rehab stuff. Pretty challenging. We jumped into some of the exercises and, uh, it was, yeah, it's not easy. It was was pretty remarkable. The effect that they got with pretty basic, what felt like fairly basic programs that they were running that we jumped into, but it was pretty cool. So, I guess when you talk about this stuff, um, part of me is like, okay, cool. So we've got VR, we've got AI, we've got all these different areas. And I'm interested in who this is for. So who, I know it's for all of us. And obviously you're talking about this blend with the innovation, um, these exponential technologies and humanity. Who's the, who are the, um, who are the people that you're finding that you're working with, uh, you're most passionate about working with and serving, whether it's at Singularity U or others, is it like startup owners or founders? Is it people in these, you know, medical or biomedical industries? Who are the people that you guys are seemingly linking up with around this space? Um, that's pretty broad actually. Um, so we're linking up with a lot of leaders in the corporate space um, who are really interested in changing the way that business is done and having a positive spin on that. Um, A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of young people who are wanting, really wanting to make positive change. Um, I know we're seeing it more and more in the coming generations that more people focus on working with someone that has a vision of having a positive impact on the world. Cool. So So I just freeze then. Nah, it's it's okay. If you, if the listeners here and it feels patchy, it's because we're in two separate islands in different parts of the world. (laughs) So our connection (laughs) is sketchy, but I think that was good. So, so, so is that, um, does this kind of take us into general, more generalized innovation work then when you have this broader group or are we still talking about um, 
implementing the exponential technologies with these specific cases or these groups? So we've got the general, I guess, general leaders that are interested in this group. And then there's also the technologists and the scientists that specialize in all the different um, pathways of using technology um, where they specialize in. And I guess it's our job to link the two together. There's a lot of researchers out there that are doing a lot of research, but they don't know how to commercialize their research and make that more accessible to other people. Um, so that's where we sit. So there's like, three different parts of getting involved if you're like that general population that really want to be involved. So there's the chapters. So we've got six chapters in Australia. So that's mainly to empower everyone to learn more about these exponential technologies and learn more about how we can use technology for good. Then there's also the Global Impact Challenge, which we're, um, our co-CEOs are on a national tour at the moment, finding the amazing technologies that we have in Australia and those that are aligned with singularity use, so having a positive impact, um, more focused on having a positive impact on a billion people in the next five to 10 years. And then we've got the summit coming up as well, which I can talk a bit more about it later. Yeah, cool. Okay, so basically what, what it's kind of feeling like is you've got this platform where if I'm in business or I'm even coming up and just looking to start something or pretty much as long as I'm sort of progressive looking to understand or learn more about innovation and change, positive change, I can get stuck into Singularity U and you guys are kind of this platform for connection and then education as well and even, I suppose, empowerment and allowing them to actually create the change. I guess my next question is, what do you think the challenge is? Like, what's the, what, what's the, um, obviously you guys are helping facilitate this change in this, this platform in education. When you see people come in, or say I'm running a business or running a business and I, and I want to understand more about this stuff and I want to um, incorporate it into my culture and into the things that I do, what do you see as like the main hurdles or the main areas where people are surprised or they're just not, um, they're not, they're not aware of around this, I guess, conversation of innovation, like, what do we what are we struggling with, um, you know, and, and and how do you guys help us when we step into the space? So one of the biggest challenges I see is, like, people don't know what they don't know. Um, education in this sphere and letting people know about the latest and what's happening and that can be seen as good or bad. Um, but I think learning about exactly what's happening right now can help us navigate through how we want to design the future of our company, our business, or and, and ourselves, and how we want to frame that for the future and creating the future that we want to design. Okay. So... Is it sound, it's kind of sounding like if I come in 
and I want to innovate and I want to um, create this possibly different path for my business or my myself even, you're like, okay, John, cool, but um, you don't even know what's happening at the moment. So step one is going to be let's let's look at what's possible. Let's look at what's out there. Let's look at the landscape. And here's some of the technologies, here's some of the ways it might be able to be used so that I can get this understanding of what's going on because it seems so fast. Is that kind of landing right? Is that sort of what the path you would take? And then from there, I could look at the possible ways of designing this stuff in. Yeah, absolutely. So starting with educating with yourselves with the latest and what's happening out there and future planning for that. Um, what's your business? What's, what are you going to look like in the next 10, 25 years? And really thinking big and thinking global. Um, so yes, still focusing on helping local communities, but also seeing how you can use the framework, the technology, whatever idea you have to start with a local community and really scaling that out to go global and, and having a positive effect in the next 10 years. And connecting, connecting people to each other as well as a big thing in Singularity U, so having access to the right people that can help you create this change that you want to create. So if you're an entrepreneur that's not necessarily an expert on say space, for example, um, and I've already, I've seen some businesses that have been able to connect themselves, people in space through doing either a program or just running into them at a summit. It's amazing the connections that are created in all these types of and programs. Yeah, cool. Okay. That sounds pretty good. So, um, yeah, kind of like a network effect as well. It's like the more we know, like the more we know, the more people we know, the better it gets and the bigger singularity you gets, the more powerful it becomes because we all get to come together. So I'm just kind of thinking if, if I'm running, let's say a smaller business only because I work with a lot of smaller business owners or people who are starting new projects or they're starting a smaller business, but there's still this potential, right? There's still this potential for um, positive shifts in the culture locally, globally, and um, you know, anything is possible, right? There's, there's, there's so much opportunity. Uh, where would you start with, say with us, where would you start with that person where they might not know, if it's space, they might not know if it's environmental, but they literally are going, okay, I'm, I'm creating something and I look up to people, you know, who are doing these types of businesses that have this positive impact. Um, how do you sort of get the ball rolling at the beginning? Because I feel that there's a lot of people that I work with, for example, who might be in business and, might be starting to branch out into looking at ways to create more positive impact of what they do environmentally, socially. 
um, but kind of just look, uh, kind of look at what's available right next door. Not really know how to branch out or to really look at what they really, what's really possible in that space. So, how do you start people out? Uh, what would you say to that sort of person who is sort of, I guess, further earlier on the curve, if that makes sense? Um, I would encourage joining a chapter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, there's six chapters in Australia. And if there isn't one in your city, feel free to contact me and we can help you um, connect with someone that may be in your area that's thinking of starting a chapter. And so chapters can help you get resources and connect you with people. And come to the summit as well. Um, so we've got the summit coming up in October 22 and 23. And the lineup of speakers, leaders... Um, who are making ridiculous positive change in this world at the moment um, are going to be there. And some of them, you might not know them because a lot of them are working so hard on the background to create this positive change. Um, we've got a few people in the health sector. Um, we can have a few people in energy space, um, some people that focus on food and how that affects our health um, and how we can use technology to improve that. Um, governance as well is a massive thing. Security, learning as well. So we're going to have a panel and we're going to design the new education system in Australia on stage. So we're going to have leaders in the industry, um, both in Australia, New Zealand and globally as well. Wow, that's And you get cool. to try out the latest in technology. So Rowan, who I mentioned earlier from Smarter Bodies, Smarter, Smarter Minds, Smarter Bodies, or Smarter Bodies, Smarter Minds, sorry, who also has a company called Neuromersive, so they're going to be there. And you get to play around with the latest in technology. Um, there's going to be 3D printed cells that are helping with um, helping to cure cancer in the tech hub space. Really, really excited to... Um, see other people explore what's possible and really expand their thinking. So yeah, probably starting with joining a chapter and coming to the summit would be one of the first steps. Yeah, cool. So when you've been in this area, you know, we often talk about like this concept of, you know, the five people you're surrounded by and, um, you know, having mentors, as you mentioned earlier, or having this environment of people who are thinking in this way, this kind of blend of design thinking, but also um, really expansive opportunity and possibility in terms of positive change. Have you found that for you, you know, and I guess this would reflect being a part of a chapter, perhaps some similar sort of thing, but have you found that for you it's changed how you've thought about not just day-to-day -day life, but also, you know, what's possible for you, what's possible for you in your life, your general posture or general ways of thinking as a human, I guess, just by literally being immersed in this stuff all the time. Absolutely. Um, if I told myself maybe five years ago that I would be, playing with all this cool technology, I, I probably would just laugh at myself. Um, 
yeah, absolutely being immersed in this space. Um, I am just so excited to be connected with all amazing people that are doing so much work in creating this positive future that we want to create. Um, I feel really optimistic as to where I want to take my life as well and the positive impact that I want to create. Okay, I, I wanted, I'd really love to hear more about that. Um, the only, the other question I wanted to pick up on with that is, you know, with all of these people that you've hung out with or with all the technology that you've seen personally, is there any, um, is there anything that you particularly go, okay, well, I, this is, this is, you know, it sounds cliche, but this is the future or this is where, this is, this is something that's going to blow up. This is something that um, looks really promising. You know, you mentioned medical and you mentioned food tech and other areas. Is there anything that you're really excited about personally that you've seen that um, we might not have heard about or might not realize is happening? Um, I'm really excited about um, so self-work and really starting with self and making sure that you've got your baseline right and then creating positive impact on others. So like filling your own cup and then that overflow effect, mm -hmm. just positive change just comes after you work on yourself. So one of the things I'm passionate about is health and food in like more specifically. So there's this company called Viome. So it's V I O M E. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. So basically they give you this kit and you follow the instructions um, you send over your sample to the lab, which is in the States, they actually now ship in Australia. Um, so you sh ship it over to them and they give you this full list of food that's good and not good specifically for you and your microbiome makeup. And wow. so the next step from that is, so that's a company that I really like because they're, they're working to, really demonetize and democratize this so more and more people can have access to this. So I really love that vision and it really aligns with me, um, especially since I've grown up in the Philippines and seeing a lot of poverty um, and seeing people get sick from like not eating the right food or not even knowing what's making them sick. Um, so the next step from that is there's another company called Human Longevity, which is a Singularity U portfolio company. And they basically do a full scan of your body, genome sequencing, uh, microbiome makeup, and predict what illnesses you might have in the future. Um, see where you're at now and like really future plan and predict and be like it, I feel like it allows more people to be more proactive. It's like a 300 page report. Um, that's one thing I'm definitely saving up for to do that test down the track and um, seeing what we're actually capable of as humans. Once we have this knowledge and being freed up by using technology to help us in our day to day activities um, that we don't necessarily enjoy and doing the things that we enjoy more. Um, seeing how long we can actually live and how full that life can be. 
Yeah, I love it. Okay, so this also is kind of sounding cool because you've got this level of individualization, right? Where a lot of people, you know, we hear it all the time. It's like, well, this food doesn't work for me or, you know, I feel better when I eat this or when I don't eat that. And so it sounds like what you're talking about is like, yeah, that's cool. And now we can actually be specific and there's areas to go or places to go where we're actually dialing this stuff in. So it's not just dogmatic or it's not just a belief. It's actually what, what's, what's going to work, what's going to work for you and what's going to work for me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, I'd love to hear if you want to talk about it, I'd love to hear about what you're thinking, you know, what's happening closer to home, maybe ideas for yourself or what the next steps are for you or for singularity, you, um, you know, obviously what you can share or what you feel like sharing, but what's happening uh, besides the summit, but even maybe more personally and what you're working on or what else is kind of coming up in the future. So this catch up, I guess is um, pretty good timing actually. Uh, So I was in the city where I grew up, here in the Philippines and seeing the change that's happened in the last few years since I've moved Um, and finding out that um, we're actually like the Philippines is actually one of the top consumers of meat and the top consumers of plastic as well and consumers and producers of plastic in Asia. Um, And I saw the pollution increase growing up but I didn't really know how drastic that was until I got shown these statistics so that's a field that I really want to be involved in down the track and I feel like working in this space really allows me to find the right people to work with in the future and really start thinking big as to where this idea can go so bit of background is plastics one of the things that I really really want to get rid of um or repurpose I suppose so I know that now doing some research on bacteria that can break down the plastics and secrete chemicals that are not harmful for the environment so supporting those initiatives and potentially working with them down the track is um something I'm working on at the moment. So yeah, now I'm putting it out to the universe. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So when you've, when you've come back there this time in person, having seen the stats, are you, what is what you're seeing matching up? Are you, is it like, is it, um, what's it like there on the ground? You know, when you think, when you talk, speak about the plastics. Yeah. What, um, what I'm seeing is matching up with the stats and, well, the recent, like the last few months, I've, um, I've been told that there's a new mayor in certain cities and the city where I grew up in more specifically, um, leadership has changed in that area and the streets are actually a lot cleaner and there's less people living on the streets. Um, I've been told they've been really catered to homes and um, I'm hoping that's not just a case of like, saying that, oh, the dog's in a better place now. I'm hoping that's not the case. Mm. <laughs> um, but 
them going back to their original communities in the provinces and them being closer to family is um, something I'm really excited about. And I actually, I caught up with a friend who's working with a lot of remote communities in the Philippines who don't necessarily have access to internet or access to the same education that you would get in the city or in Australia more specifically. So um, that's something that I'm slowly getting involved with as well is empowering these local communities to start thinking big and sharing bits and pieces of information to them and really teaching them that there is a better future out there and that you can be you can create the future for yourself like the future that you want to create for yourself awesome that's really cool so it's kind of coming back you know as you say that what occurs to me is this this uh you know coming back to this idea of connection you know you mentioned it with singularity you that people might want to get into space and then they'll just happen to meet somebody or even the way that you're speaking now this way of um seeing possibility or seeing a different possible future that's more positive or or more positively impacting the environment or the culture is coming back to this this idea of connection and you being around it's like it's like the fire is fueling the fire, right? It's like your involvement in the chapters or in Singularity U. When you, when you walk around, when you just walk through the world, you're seeing things and then you're able to pass that along and pass that connection along. Um, is there, you know, any other way if, if, somebody's not near a chapter or they're just, you know, working from home or they're even, you know, not in business perhaps, but just uh, wanting to look at creating this positive change and, and, and kind of seeing things as you're speaking about it now. Is there any other resources that they could look at or would you suggest anything for them to kind of help to create that shift? Because the way you're talking is a definitely a different posture to how a lot of people speak or how a lot of people look at the world, you know, where it's more of a fixed path or something like that. Like, what would you say to people, you know, um, you know, even things they could look at today or, or now or ways of considering the work that they're doing? Yeah. If you're working remotely or not necessarily close to a chapter, definitely going online and just going to, so su.org. Um, so that's the global website and singularityuaustralia.com is the Australian website. So that will lead you onto the summit. Um, but there's also a lot of resources on our global website. So you can download eBooks um, to learn about like an introduction to exponential technologies, what that would be. Um, there's also online courses that you can do to just immerse yourself so the online courses are actually great so they do it in cohorts and you get to interact with the other students online and the facilitators as well so like taking full advantage of those resources yeah cool yeah i jumped on the uh the su.org one earlier it's pretty comprehensive that's really cool um okay so maybe let's uh kind of round it out if you you know i guess the the 
the business owners and the coaches and practitioners and people that I work with, we're doing a lot of constantly work around change and innovation at all levels, wherever they can. And, mm. you know, this conversation with you has really opened up a whole nother realm of possibility. So uh, we've got, when is the 22nd, 23rd, did you say of October, you've got the summit? Yes. Okay. And what, and we've got speakers, what else happens at this? And where is it again? So it's going to be at the International Convention Center in Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, so it's fairly close to Newcastle. Um, and yeah, we're going to have speakers, leaders in the government, um, people that are working with governments to create change, um, working with businesses, people who have businesses that have started from the bottom and um, now making huge impact in different areas in the world and you get to play with some of the cool technology as well that's out there. So a lot of them will be Australian as well. So as I mentioned earlier, there's going to be 3d printed cells. There's um, VR and AR that's in different applications on how you can improve your health, um, how people are doing it for training. There's also going to be haptic suits. So Tesla suit is coming to Australia for the first time for this. And so for those that don't know what a haptic suit is, yeah, it's I was going to ask, space. what was that? <laughs> um, so if you've seen the movie Ready Player One, that's um, basically it. So it's a suit that you put on. So if you're playing a VR game um, and someone like strikes your arm or strikes your, um, strikes your back with a weapon or something, you get to feel like the impact of that. So you get haptic feedback. Um, so on the flip side and how they use that for positive changes. So training um, the Fry Brigade on how they can um, react and immersing them in a game or a training simulation in VR and like the suit will heat up slightly so that they can feel that how hot or close to how hot it's going to be when they're in that, in those certain situations or um, stimulating like those muscle groups that you want to stimulate when you're doing, um, I guess, martial arts training as well is one thing. So they're really working with enhancing human performance through using the, um, these technologies. That sounds pretty cool. Okay, uh, great. So there's a Newcastle chapter. Where else is, if people are in Sydney, people are around Melbourne, where else would there be cha chapters in all of these places? Um, so the six chapters are, so we've got Newcastle, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, and Canberra. Okay. So if you yeah. go on su.org and just go into, just find the chapters and there's, um, yeah, they'll, they'll have a list of the six chapters in Australia and join a chapter online. Someone will re reach out to you. And if there's an event on, you'll get notified and come along to an event. Um, the chapter events don't cost much. If not, they're free. Um, and you get to be surrounded by like-minded people or they might not be like-minded and they might challenge you to think bigger, um, think differently about technology, whether you're an optimist or a pessimist about technology. Um, I, ch I challenge you to definitely challenge thinking in this space. I think that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. You know, you mentioned the, um, 
You mentioned, you know, in the even in the online program, the cohort, and then you mentioned this concept of connection and being surrounded by these people and, you know, having having that blend of you know, seeing the new levels of possibility and then at the same time being challenged on on how you're looking at things or what you what you feel is your upper limit even or what's possible for you, I think is a potent mixture. So this sounds like a lot of fun and I for one definitely will have a bit of a look and check it all out, I think. It sounds really cool. Is there anything else that, uh, you know, you'd want to say to people or, you know, even if they're just going along business as usual, you know, small business, anything like that, anything else you'd like to offer people or insights or anything else like that? Um, so if you can't necessarily go to an event or all of these things are a bit um, too full on for you at the moment. Um, so we've also got a podcast called Inspire for Five. So we invite guests that we invite from Singularity U or guests in the industry that are um, using technology for good. And for us, they're really inspirational. So we format that with the number five. So it's either five minutes of free talk or five key trends that they've learned, five learnings, five moments of inspiration. Um, and really inspiring people to start thinking bigger or um, start thinking in a way that they can create a positive impact. Yeah. Awesome. Inspired for five. Love it. Cool. All right, Jamie. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have to do another one as well from um, when we're both back in Newey and do one in person so we can talk more and, and uh, follow up on what you found over there in the Philippines and what you're kind of thinking as this all unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, John. That's okay. Uh, enjoy the rest of your time over there and we'll see you back here soon. Yeah, definitely. You too. Enjoy New Zealand. Access Potential Academy is a six month peer to peer program of small business owners, passion business owners, people who are doing what they love, who are looking to grow and level up together. We use project-based learning, which is the most effective way to learn and to grow, basically meaning that we do projects as we go along, both as individuals and in a group format as well. And these projects are mostly done in work, meaning that they are actually implemented within the realms of your business. So if you're interested in finding out more about Access Potential Academy or APA in 2020, send me a message, john at johntmarsh.com and we can connect.